Thank you, Danny. Well, let's uh, just pray before we begin. Father, would you open our hearts to what you want to teach us this morning? May it fill our hearts with joy. Amen. So I want today to introduce you to a big Bible word. That's on the screen. A big Bible word. Uh, When I was growing up, the biggest word I knew came from the Mary Poppins musical. Do you know it? Super Cali. How does it go? See, you all know it. So, uh, next screen. There we are. Super. Once I could spell it. I remember learning it off my heart to spell it. But it's a nonsense word, isn't it? It has no meaning. And the Bible, big Bible word we're going to look at today does have such meaning. It's one of the most important words that you could ever know. Understanding this word, will, which is so full of meaning, will help to shape your life. So, uh, as you came in, I gave 13 people a letter. So now's your moment to bring that letter to the front, and we're going to spell this word out. So, do you want to come to the front? Thank you. It's been a bit of a hint so far what this word is, so see if you can work it out amongst yourselves how to spell this word. word. One, two, three, she'll say righteousness. Fantastic. So behind you, there's a bit of blue tack to stick that on the the rails. So um, if you could do that. We've got a bit of spare there. Fantastic. Okay. So do you want to go and sit down? Thank you. We've got our big, our big word. Brilliant. Okay. So now we've got our big word. We're going to think about what it means. Well, why, why did, perhaps you already know what it means. Chat to your neighbor and ask them, what does righteousness mean? Okay? And see what their answer is. Okay, how did you get on? So anyone like to have a, be pretty brave, wants to sort of share what they think righteousness means? You want to give it a go? What do you think it means? Perfect before God. Okay, yeah. Yeah. To walk, to walk from him is to walk. Be righteousness is, is uh, to walk. So to be like God, to be, to, be, to be like God as he walks like God. Yeah, anybody else? Yes, Martha. To be right with God. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sanctified, another big word. We can do that another week. Okay, yeah. <laughs> Right standing before God, yes. Doing a good thing, doing a righteous deed, okay, brilliant. And one, yes, yes, yes. What's your? Say again. A bit about walking and where you live, okay. Interesting, interesting. Well, we're going to explore. I need some help to explore it, though. I have got a couple of volunteers. I've already picked them. Uh, where are they? Where are John and Hannah? So. Uh, Hiding, okay, fantastic. So one of them's going to represent God for us this morning. One of them's going to be representing the, 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 the human race. So it's a tricky call, but Hannah's going to ask to, to go for, for God this morning. And John is going to um, uh, represent the human race for us. And Hannah's going to represent the Lord. We're going to do a bit of dressing up in a moment. And um, because righteousness has to do with 
what God is like. So in our Bible reading, if you look on the back of your service sheets in verse 17, we read the words, the righteousness of God. So righteousness is something to do about God. It's something that God is, and it's something that God does, or something that God gives. So firstly, God is righteous. So do you want to come forward? Thank you, Hannah. Brilliant. All in white, that sense of his purity. But see, if we have a checklist, where's my checklist? If we have a checklist, think, well, what is God like? Um, well, we see that he, um, we'll put the checklist up on the screen for us. We'll see that, there we are. He's, well, he's always right, always does what is right and just and true. He always, uh, well, he's always true. He never lies. He's never selfish or self-centered. He's always fair in his judgments. He always keeps his promises and he does no wrong. The Bible tells us, Deuteronomy chapter 32, verse 4, which I read this week, that God does no wrong. So it's in his nature. He's righteous in his character. It is who he is. God is righteous. He ticks all the boxes there. And so we're representing that with this sense of of a spotless sheet of a clean sheet here. There's no spots on it. And it's what makes God unique, isn't it? It's why we sing his praises, for there is no one like him. He in himself is the benchmark for what doing the right thing all the time looks like. So there's something within us all, I think, from a very young age that says, I want the right thing to be done. To cry out when something isn't right, isn't fair. Like when a classmate nicks our pen that, and, and that gets us really wrong. Or they jump in the front of the queue for lunch or whatever it might be. Or like Russia invading Ukraine. We say it's not right, it's not fair. But God always does what is right. He's righteous. The trouble is that though God always does the right thing, we don't. In fact, if we have a checklist for how we are, where's, where's my, where's John? Oh, yes, here we are. Thank you, John. My pleasure. You owe me. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, John. When we have our ch- checklist of what we are like, let's put that up on the screen. Uh, actually, God's given us a bit of a clue. He's giving us a 10-point checklist. I wonder if you've heard of the Ten Commandments. So, firstly, he says, love God, love me with all your heart, mind, and soul. Never love other things more than you love God, more than you love me. Never misuse my name. Uh, Rest once a week from your work. Honor your parents. Be a hard one. Uh, Don't murder. Maybe that's not so difficult not to do, but actually Jesus says, what about in your heart? Do you hate people? Then number seven was, if you're married, don't break your promises to be faithful. Don't take what belongs to someone else. Don't lie. And don't want what other people have. And when we go through that 10-point checklist, hmm, well, how did you do? If you scored yourself, what score would you give yourself? Because the more, actually, the more we go through life, the more we realize that actually, even all that list, we've broken those, sort of that checklist in our own hearts, all of them. And so... As a result, in God's eyes, none of us are righteous like him, which leaves us with a big problem that we are a bit of a mess. 
we're a bit of a mess. We've got marks all over our class with, with stains of things we've done wrong, marks all over our face. But it's not just on the outside, it's on the inside as well. It's on our hearts, on our souls, which leaves us with a big problem. And it's a bit like filthy rags. I thought we'd have somebody else on the screen who's also a bit of filthy rags. There we are. That's John on a good day. This is John on a bad day. There we are. Okay. <laughs> well, this is the idea of these rags. But you see, righteousness is something not just God is, but something God gives. He can take our rags and turn it into righteousness. And we see that in what Paul writes here. If you just put up on the screen, there's a little phrase, for in the blank, the righteousness of God is revealed. What's the word that's missing there? Have a look at this, your sheets. What's the word that's missing? In the, in the gospel. It's in the gospel, the righteousness of God is revealed. The gospel is another one of those Bible words. It means the good news about Jesus Christ. It's through his life and death and resurrection that God does something very special. He makes it possible for us to be seen as righteous in his eyes. And before Jesus came, this possibility was hidden. But now it's been revealed to the whole world, to us. How that actually works out in practice, well, the adults are going to be finding out over the next three weeks. But it is the most wonderful, glorious, priceless gift. Now, I wonder, carry on, that's, thank you, just there for, for a bit longer. I wonder if you could tell me, these people on the screen, who they are and what they have in common. Here's the first person. Who's this? There we are. And the next one? That is? Daniel Craig. Okay, and the next one? J.K. Rowling. We know all these people, don't we? What do they have in common? They're all red hair. <laughs> Apart from that, they're all sinners. Any other, how they began out there, their adult lives? Anybody know? No. Do you know? They what? They live in a camper van, did you say? They all couldn't make it. They all got rejected, didn't they? And they all were really quite poor. All of them. So Ed Sheeran used to live, um, there were a few nights where he was living homeless. He would live uh, uh, on the streets of London. He said, I used to live under Arch near Buckingham Palace where there were heat events. Uh, from the underground to keep warm at night. Daniel Craig also, he lived on some park benches in London where he was sort of uh, trying to begin and find his big break as an actor. And J.K. Rowling, we know, she, well, she, she started from benefits, didn't she, up in Edinburgh, really finding it hard to find someone who's going to buy her book. They are all rag-to-riches story. They're all now very rich, particularly uh, uh, J.K. Rowling. But you see, Christians, we have a similar rags to Rich's story with regard to our hearts and our standing before God. Although it's not rags to riches, it's rags to righteousness. And that's something far more valuable than riches, something far more long-lasting. Riches are just for now. Righteousness is forever. And the gospel of Jesus Christ changes our standing before God. I think you've said that uh, when I asked you. To know that we're right in God's eyes, at peace with our creator, sure of a welcome one day into his home in heaven, that's what the gospel can do. This is the gospel's saving power to make unrighteous people 
righteous in God's sight. It uh, doesn't involve us trying to be really, really good. It's realizing that the power lies not within us, but in the gospel, in what God has done for us in Jesus. All we have to do is believe and put our faith and trust in him. And when we do that, Jesus comes. Do you want to come and wrap, if we put our faith and trust in him, wrap his righteousness round us. There we are. And shares his righteousness with us. And he, God no longer sees our rags, all the wrong things we've done. He sees because we're putting our faith in Jesus. He sees us, like Jesus, righteous. <clears throat> Excuse me. So, don't they make a good scene? This sense of putting together, coming together, knowing that we are uh, made righteous through what Jesus has done for us. Okay, thank you. Do you want to go and sit down for a moment? That's it. We've done your job. Okay. So, all we need to do to enjoy that righteousness, to be made right with God, now and forever, is to believe to trust in Jesus day by day, month by month, year by year. That's where the power lies, in him and not in us. So how is that going to shape your week this week? I want to give you one thing to take away, and it's this. We have good news for everyone. I am eager to preach the gospel. The good news about Jesus, says Paul, it's why he's writing his letter. When he did tell others about Jesus, he got all sorts of reactions from them. Some laughed at him and looked down at him. Some opposed him. Some slammed doors in his face. And some wonderfully believed. No matter how people choose to respond, says Paul, I am not ashamed of this message, this gospel. I'm going to keep on telling others about it. I'm not ashamed. Verse 16 of our reading. Because it is the power of God that brings salvation to everyone who believes. So the Christian faith is wonderfully inclusive. It is for anyone and everyone. It's for Jews and Greeks, he says. It's for Brits and Belgians. It's for men in Rome and women in Rixmanville's earth. Uh, it's for boys in Chesham and girls in China. It is for everyone and anyone. And it's why the Church of Jesus Christ is so wonderfully diverse. It includes people from all sorts of nationalities, people who look different and sound different, it's for the rich and for the poor. It's for the unchurched and for the church. It's for the young and for the old. Whoever we are, whatever our story, the gospel has the power to make us right with God, to save our souls from a godless eternity, from hell itself. Which means it is for each and every one of us here. It is for everyone who believes. So can I ask you personally, have you put your faith in Jesus Christ to save you and make you right with God. Because that's all we need to do. That's all we need to do is to put our faith and trust in him. And if you need help to do that, well, come and ask me, ask us all, Phil. There's a little book that we'd love to give you called Journey into Life. You'll find it at the back of church. And if you've got a friend that you're trying to, to share the gospel with and tell your story of that journey from rags to righteousness, why not take a copy and, and read it for yourself and then give it to them? I think there's a copy here to show you. Where, where is it? No, I've given it away. The rest are at the back. So 
we do have good news for everyone. Don't assume that people won't be interested. Some will be. And it's why more and more Christians, people are becoming Christians all over the world, day by day, as we speak and live. It's a wonderful thing that people are joining this family, becoming people who, through Jesus Christ, are made right with God. And once you're right with God, actually everything else begins to change. So what have we learned this morning? We've learned we've a big Bible word, righteousness. And you know, even if we're very young and we're still sort of working out what this word means, it's a precious word to live and to understand. We've discovered that righteousness is something that God is. He is righteous. And we've discovered that it's something that God gives. He gives us his righteousness through Jesus Christ. Let's pray together. Loving Heavenly Father, would you fill our hearts with excitement that through Jesus Christ and what he has done, he has done something we could never do. He has made us righteous before you when we trust in him. So, Father God, help us to enjoy that position of being right with you. The war is over with you. We can be at peace with you and live life with you. And we pray, Heavenly Father, that this message, that anyone and everyone can be right with you through Jesus, will be one that we're not ashamed of, and we would share with anyone and everyone. Amen.